Now, Coric can hear when, like, my phone's charging. She hears the electricity and the charging. Like box. when she has these on? Like, well, like, if we're, like, just sitting around and there's a charging box, it's, like, charging your phone. She can hear the humming of the electricity in the charging box. That's you know? insane. Yeah. That's I mean, good like, hearing. I know. <laughs> it's like freaky. Or, or, like, some sort of, like, people that get radio stations in their teeth. I don't know if that's real, but... I've heard about it since I was a kid. Hold on. <clears throat> well, it's kind of weird because I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago, and this woman could basically smell diseases. So she, like, she had like this family history of like just always being able to smell it's like really story. well yes uh-huh. and like over in the uk and like she noticed that her husband like just gave off this odor that he hadn't had before like over years of time and then finally they found out that it was like some kind of lime i don't know some kind of disease you know and then she was basically used as a researcher to like sniff <laughs> like like i guess certain diseases wow. or like cancer or something has some kind of odor and it was yeah. really interesting. Yeah. I just finished this book about, you know, I'm super fascinated by how much the Egyptians knew about medicine. It's, it's quite yeah, remarkable. Yeah, it's, it's freaky. Yeah. We've been watching Ancient Aliens and like, <laughs> so, so, the, so learning about all of that stuff is yeah. crazy. I, uh, I just finished this book. I just finished it today. But like part of the way through, it's like lectures. It's like a course. It's a great course, this book. But it's on Egypt. It's this Egyptologist. He's like super famous, I guess. Like I, I actually hit him up to be on the podcast. I haven't heard anything back. I mm-hmm. hit him up like two different ways. His name's Bob Breyer. But uh, I guess he's maybe too famous for the podcast. I don't know. But he is. Uh, come to find out, he's like a like a world renowned Egyptologist. Like I, I kind of started getting that vibe when he's like, I've been to here. I've been to here. I've been to here. I've been to here. I've been mm-hmm. to here. And I was just like, and then he's like a mummy specialist. He's worked on all these mummies. But he did sit this whole lecture on uh, Egyptian medicine. But I've listened to several of the lectures two times because they're, they're like 32 minutes long. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So good. It's neat. Yeah. It's really neat. I wish I knew that much about that stuff. Well, I guess, how they came yeah. to like understand and know that. Well, it's, it's crazy because I just got exposed to it in college. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I like followed up on it and then I started teaching about it. Because I kept, I was really interested in it even after I got out of college. Like Egyptology, it's always been a, a big mm-hmm. interest for me. And Egyptology only been around since like 1822. I did not know that. Yeah, because of Napoleon and the Rosetta Stone. Uh-huh. Yeah, fascinating. That is Just fascinating. Mo- move so. this mic around however you need to. Okay. If, if you need to. It's pretty, it's pretty mobile. I'm about to have uh, more stands like this. I just have to get them installed into the table. This is yeah. just clipped on. But uh, it's uh, less cluttered in here than it was, but it's uh, I, I still haven't put up all my artwork. And yeah. People keep getting COVID. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> We're having the quarantine. Yeah, I, I know. I, I didn't realize, like, you know, how much people would have to quarantine. Like, I think I thought about, you know, before college and stuff, about people getting, you know, the cases rising and stuff, but I didn't think about how it would have to affect 
everybody else, you know, anybody mm-hmm. that you've come into contact with. So if I was just quarantining like before, like when we did the lockdown before and it wouldn't have been as bad. I still did a podcast like every day and I lectured like every day, but because I taught all my classes remotely. Right. But Cora was super sick. It was crazy. Yeah. She still can't. She like she'll keep eating something. She'd be like, I think I taste this. Do I taste it? She has no taste. Well, I just was like, that has to be awful because, I mean, it, it basically becomes a chore at that point. Like, you're basically yeah. eating just because you have to. Like, oh, I know. No I thought taste. about it's like, that. Yeah. It's, like, not fun anymore. <laughs> or smell. Like, yes, either one. Yes. Uh, oh, wow, this thing is so crazy. Like, uh, I think this is my th- theory is a... Uh, is a YouTube virologist, okay? Okay. All the YouTube videos I've watched since COVID's happened, I'm I'm a, I'm a virologist now. Okay. okay, I believe you. But um, I think that it is similar in uh, the flu and COVID both have some shared traits. Like one, three years ago when I got the flu, Cora took care of me. She didn't get the flu. Now, she said I had a man cold at first, but then she took care of me after, like, 24 hours when I had 105 fever for a really long time. Okay? But she didn't get it. Like, mm-hmm. I had it bad. It was, it was a bad... Like, I've only had the flu maybe, like, three total times in my life, but it was bad. Right. In uh, the body aches and stuff were real yeah. similar. But, so, there's that. Like, so, I took care of her, and I didn't get it. Yeah. Right? A two negative test. But, um, also, people are... Um, affected in different ways like maynard from tool the yeah. band he got it and it uh, just attacked his lungs primarily and his wrist and hands got like rheumatoid arthritis in them yeah i've heard different stuff i mean like eyes being like affected uh, and from she got, Cora got a weird rash on her fingers like right there on the on the insides of her fingers right that's freaky but so my theory is that there are different strains of COVID-19 yeah. and that this, the differences you see in symptoms, because you do see some shared symptoms. Yeah. Like I know somebody that had pretty much all the same symptoms as Cora at the same time. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I bet you guys had the same strain. Yeah. And then there's somebody else uh, that had it that's like, man, it's kind of like a head cold. I'm like, yeah. that's not what these people are reporting. Yeah. And then there's Maynard over there. It's like rheumatoid arthritis and just like really attacking his lungs. And I, I know age and there are many factors, right. but it's like my just basic observation the whole time. I'm like, those are some real standout, interesting points. Yeah, I agree. And then, you know, you see people like in their 50s and stuff, they're way more likely to get on ventilators and like be, you know, be or be subject to stuff like that. And so it's just crazy. crazy. But I mean, I just, when I learned about Cora, I was like, well, luckily like her immune system is probably better. And she, you know, she works out, she does this. Yeah. She was in shape. Probably, you know, it's, it's, if anybody's going to have it, you know, I I thought one too, I thought for all of those reasons, she would be way less effective than she was. And she was hit. Like, I remember I was giving a lecture in here and she texted me and was like, I'm going to have a hard time breathing. You know, I don't know if, uh, I'm kind of, you know, kind of just keeping out. I was just like, whoa. Yeah. Cause it had just been escalating, but it's weird too. Cause she had a fever for two days, then it went away. But then she had other symptoms progressively getting worse. And then that was like day four, no fever for like almost two days. Right. And then she's got this and it's just like, it's just, and, and two, it would just come in waves. 
Yeah. This hit her in waves. She'd feel good for a while, and then she'd feel terrible. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Well, I'm wondering if your different strains theory, because, I mean, I really could see where that could be the case. Like, I wonder if that has to do with after effects, too, because, like, a lot of people are learning, I guess, now about, oh, my gosh, like, my body's still uh, yeah, not fully yeah, recovered. No, one of my students you know? is just saying that this morning, that she had it and her mom had it, and, like, our whole, our whole household had it. Yeah. Huh. It's just as me out. <laughs> or to think that you know, my family could, could be in that. They live in, uh, like... Pulaski, Saline, like they mm-hmm. live and work there, so I really get scared about. You know. Yeah, just like high population density. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that county's uh, massively affected. I mean, I hadn't really followed the stats. I know Pulaski is. I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's bad. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's bad there. Yeah, that's uh, well, you know. What do we do? <laughs> like, <laughs> don't know because duck and cover. <laughs> Because there's no accountability and no one will shut anything down. And so, I don't know. I guess we, I don't know. I feel like I've just noticed now. I mean, we're just adapting to a new normal. Like, it's not. I think. I don't know that I think we'll like a year from now. <laughs> I think like a year from now, things will renormalize. Right? I think. Yeah. This has gone on way longer than I thought it would initially. Right? But I think that what, things will kind of level back out at a certain point. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but I think that things will like lax up uh, in a things in, in um, areas that we deem uh, inconvenient or like uh, the things that people are upset about. I think like restaurant dining. And, but too, I think some things will never go away. Like all the drive-in, dine-in, carry-out stuff that's, that's accelerated yeah. those. I think there'll just be a rebalancing and people will, I mean, I know I'm definitely doing, uh, you know, we were already doing Walmart pickup and stuff, yeah. right? Or or whatever pickup. Mm-hmm. I just need the meal places to deliver to my house. They don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like that. I'm too far away. I mean, I did DoorDash for a while, and honestly, I think delivery is kind of a scam. Cause I mean, it's just you get charged so much for. I mean, you could. I don't but I mean, if it's your my time, it's <laughs> worth like a hundred dollars an hour. Okay. <laughs> That's like it's uh, worth it to you. Uh, it, I don't, you know, it kind of is. I hate, I hate just like, even it's like seven minutes in town and out of town. So if I want to go to like Cracker Barrel or something. Yeah. But uh, I'm just like, then it's like 20 minutes by the time I get back. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, once, I mean, once you do count everything in, I mean, it does take about 30 minutes to like, yeah. it feels like to do anything. So. Yeah, uh-huh. definitely. I just, uh, yeah, well, see, and that's kind of thing. It's like uh, I am way more, less willing to go sit down and eat. Yeah, yeah. So we do more more takeout. So I'm just like, hey, can you drone this to my house? <laughs> that Maybe that'll be. <laughs> yeah. We're too small of an area. In 30 years, after everybody else has drone delivery, we'll get yep. it. <laughs> that's sure. exactly right and then who knows <laughs> the mayor will probably be like i don't know it's so insane it's a scam it's, it's uh <laughs> it's too invasive in your privacy <laughs> that's exactly right have you seen <laughs> really uh, skeptical have you seen this this is hilarious it's like it's from a jimmy kimmel bit no but it's trump and obama reading uh or they're talking about uh like obama's talking about killing bin laden hold on See if I can pump it into the mixer. That would be funny. I'm trying to pump it into the mixer. That's why it's not working. 
It's so funny because uh, Obama's like, we we had this operation, and he's like talking about it so articulately, and Trump goes, he died like a dog, like, <laughs> and, and it just goes back and forth, and he's like, and, and God bless the United States of America, and Trump's like, and I'm writing a book, <laughs> like it's just like, it, but it's from a camel skit, uh-huh. but it's like somebody made a reaction right. video out of it. <laughs> But it is hilarious. Like, uh, I just keep rewatching it because it's like the contrast and like Obama's such an articulate speaker and Trump's like, he died like a dog. Uh. I know. I don't, uh, so I'm not a TikToker, but I like, I'll see videos sometimes, so I'll watch them. And my favorite so far, I think, has to be like people who are doing like Trump audio like covers or something. He was, there was one. these girls were it was when they were doing all the rallies and like protests and stuff and i i guess trump was saying like all of these protesters will throw cans of soup because it's i don't know it's just funny and then they'll reenact it and it's because it just shows like how you know stupid every good video i find (laughs) cora is like that's like six months old on tiktok and i'm like Like, she's like, yeah, your <laughs> Facebook broken. videos are just recycled TikTok videos that are old. And I was like, oh, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't even have TikTok on my phone, so no. I can't, uh, you know, Joe Rogan talks shit about it, so I don't know if I should look into it. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's, yeah, dude's I like, That dude's like the bro messiah. You yeah. Know? Like if, like if he says it's bad, it's probably bad. Like, like if I'm going to listen to anybody, it might be him. Okay. So... I have a confession. It may he may kick me out of this room right now. You've never listened to Joe Rogan's podcast. No, I have. I've tried. I but just, you don't like it. I can't do it. I really think it's more for for men. Yeah, I that's mean, what I, I was just, saying. Yeah. I just can't. I mean, I really. I think if I was a man, I really think I could get into it. It kind of. It kind of is. It depends. You know, he does. He does have some real diverse guests, but like just like to or yesterday, he had Roy Jones Jr. on. It's mm-hmm. like obviously he has tons of guests like that. That's why like I tried to really, you know, I reached a point where I had done like fifty podcasts and it was like all white dudes, <laughs> and I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> like yeah. I gotta fucking diversify. Yeah. So I did. I started. Um, well, and like too, like it was kind of weird because I was doing it in my house, so like I had this weird complex. I'm like. Is it weird if I have women over here? Like, it was just a weird, it was a weird thought because I was like, but it, I don't know, it wasn't at all. I had tons of women come do a podcast in the house. Like, yeah. I don't know, at least 10. But uh, but now I've just got like a real diverse, like it's men, women, all, uh, you know, ethnicities. I've had people from India, the UK, uh, Brazil. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, it is, but it did take me a while to kind of get a nice, diverse uh, background of people outside of my own network. I had to start, you know, branching out. Right. Which is part of the reason why I got into doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So let's get into this conversation. So, okay. Um, so, th- so this is um, this is a story that's been ongoing for how long? Like a year. I mean, I guess for a year, but I mean, really, when it got traction was in, I would say, probably July, because she, cause yeah. she had told me that she had tried to get traction on this a year ago when it happened, and then it never went anywhere. 
Who, oh, so where did the initial traction come from? Was it who ran a story? Was it River Valley now? Like what, what was it? Do you know? I think so. Um, I think they were the ones who had kind of picked it up. But really, all theirs was whatever they could get from police reports and stuff so like that. It was photos, just basic yeah. information and photos. But um, yeah, and I think after that, and then their little RVNs, I guess, sublet Sass and the Beard has been kind of going over it and then Kristen Foster had created the justice for Tabitha. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That's yeah, so, that's good. Yeah. Um so this has just been dragging on. It's in uh, Van Buren County, which like Clinton, I guess, is where the investigation is based out of, I think. I guess it's yeah. um I think it was think Van Buren County cuz I kept getting confused. I was thinking uh Greer's Ferry for a minute, but that I don't think well, that's in Clyburn County. Well, it is um, Greer's Ferry, but it Greer's Ferry is Straddles both two Van Buren and Cle- okay. or Cleburne or Clyburn, know, Cleburne, Clyburn, something like that. Uh, and so anyway, there was like a lot of debate on like where it was actually going <laughs> to, who was actually going to mm-hmm. uh, study it and investigate it. But then I was talking to somebody, and they were like, well, why wouldn't they just give it to the state police? Because if you're not sure, then you, normally the state police would take care of that. So I'm unsure why that would, it was given to them, why it wasn't given to them. You know, and I will just go ahead and say this, like, based off of everything I've heard about this person that is being accused, Ray Black, uh, and I don't know the guy, but just based off the other shit I've heard about him, I'm like, you're not really the kind of guy I want in my county government. Yeah. Like, you take this incident out of it, I'm still like, why are you a politician? Yeah. You know, like, that's that's one thing that, that I, I, I just kept repeatedly thinking. I'm like, if we just went on all of the other can, can, the reports, even if it's just, like, all allegedly, it's like, dude, a whole bunch of people have bad things to say about you. You apparently are into partying a lot. Um, you know, like, I get it. I get being a business owner. And, yeah. like, I've been screwed by the city government big time. Right. Like, like 20 stacks worth of being screwed. Like, while we moved over here. Like, forced from our neighborhood screwed. Like, I owned prime property, Corey and I did over there. Right. And it's like, well, you can't build here ever, or we're going to charge you out the ass. We're going to make you put a bike lane in and shit like that. So it's like, I get it. Like, the, my first thought was, I was like, I'll just, I'll just run for government. Like, I'm just going to run. Like, I'll show you right. guys. But then I'm like, no. I Like, I, I can put out some, some of these podcasts, some of these uh, videos I put out will reach thousands of people over, the, over their life or just, like, when I release them. And it's like, I don't need... Uh, I don't need that kind of support or platform. Like what I need to do is just like use my education and background Mm -hmm. to raise awareness about things, which is kind of like why I was like, Oh, well this would be a good podcast to have. Yeah. Right. I had, um, Wesley Foster on, which he's from my hometown, but he was the guy that organized Mm -hmm. the the rally in Clarksville. Yeah. So that's, this is good stuff that, um, good. It's good content for the podcast, but it's, it's conversations that need to be had. So, so you were, you were going to write an article about all of this, right? There's about like a, a whole synthesis of everything that's gone on to this point. Is that what you were working on? Like, I don't really yes. know. Yes. Um, so here's the, th- uh, we got a new editor and, uh, at the paper and previously. How, how long ago? Sorry. Maybe three weeks, month or so. Uh, 
I hadn't been working with him very long. And he's a, he's new, yeah, okay. And he's, he, okay, yeah, keep, keep going, sorry. Okay, you're good. Uh, anyway, he uh, has had a lot of experience, like, all over the state. And so I kind of thought, uh, honestly, when he came in, that I we would be given more opportunities to hold people accountable just because he had been in this for so long. And he didn't seem to be somebody who would feel threatened by that. I mean, I guess off of my own personal opinion. Uh, and so... I thought when he had asked me to work on this story and to talk to Tabitha that he really wanted to get into th- yeah. get into things. Because, I mean, there's a difference between, you know, a regular story explaining things and, like, it's there's just a difference. And so, um, anyway, I talked to Tabitha. I did all that. I put in the work in. I was trying to find other sources to, like, back everything up. Um, I interviewed... Uh, Marilyn Sanders from the Child Advocacy Center because I was like, I wonder how many people are actually held accountable for their actions. That would be really good to include the story. I worked mm. really hard. Yeah. And um, so anyway, <laughs> it's Friday. Uh, story goes out Saturday. And uh, we, he comes up to me and he asks hey, how's the story going? And I say, oh, it's going good. All I really need is the account from Lay Black, which honestly I was kind of um, putting off talking to him just because it's weird um, yeah, having to interview yeah. somebody that you know. <laughs> um, you've just heard about all of these accounts. And so um, I had an email, left a message, something, can't remember. And uh, he had called my editor because I guess uh, my editor was the one who had interviewed him a few days before. And uh, so I figured that's why I called him. And I don't know exactly what went on the phone call. Um, I asked my editor if he had threatened a lawsuit. Editor said no. Does he like advertise his business to the paper or anything like that? I don't know. I don't deal with that, so I don't know. But I doubt it just because we're kind of, yeah. Well, you know, I do know that there's a certain amount of that that goes on of like, um, you know, this is a, a transitional era for news mm-hmm. and so much of, I'm sure, what papers like that rely on to keep the lights on and pay the salaries of the people or the, or the, the wages of the people that work there. Um, there's lots of advertising. There's lots of things that go into it of like, right. that revolve around these, I mean, for lack of a better way of describing these political relationships that you have with people in the community. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's just certain things that I would never say or do because of these relationships I have with these certain businesses. Right. You know what I'm saying? So then apply that to like, and they don't even pay me. You Hmm. know what I'm saying? But like, I just don't want to lose their support and they don't want to lose my support or whatever. Whatever the relationship is, like it's like a mutual support. But it's like, this is a layer above that or two layers above that where it's like, uh, yeah, well, these people pay pay to keep the lights on. And yeah. if they stop paying, we're, we're going to be in for it. Well, all I know is that after that phone call, we weren't allowed to use his name anymore, which doesn't make sense because a few days prior, we were perfectly fine to use it. Um, but I, at the same time, I do, I understand what you're saying. Like, mm. I, I really believe that it was more of a business decision than anything because it's not like we have... Fu money like Joe Rogan has, so yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like. 
as far as advertising. So yeah, yeah. No, I understand uh, yeah. that. I understand that we don't want to go under. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't, or I wouldn't want them to go under. So, but it's just, but then you're disservicing all your readers and everything because you don't tell the full story. Yeah. So, I just like, I don't even, <clears throat> what I was thinking around all this, like before getting together today is like, with the, the like like papers like this, I'm like, yeah, uh, that's not even a place I would go for the news. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I would. I mean, it is nice for like local news, and like we have a smaller town of like 26,000 people or whatever it is. But it's like, um, I don't know. I would rather have like the format or the forum be like this, like a podcast or a blog or an article that I'm reading on my phone. Well, that's most people. Yeah. These like, days. Like the fact that it's like um, the paper delivery is still a thing or that people like roll up the paper and put a rubber band around it and deliver it to your house in a little bag. Like that blows my mind. I'm like, you guys are wasting those papers. Like go paperless. Mm-hmm. That's weird. I, it's just, um, it's just a weird, uh, a weird concept to me in this era. And I get that there's a whole sect of people that are over 50 years old. That's like, they can't imagine any other way or 60 years old. But th- I, I think we're going away from that. Right. And I think that this is like the final vestige of people like, uh, these sorts of things. Uh, that that's where I think all the censorship narrative is coming in is like that that's the final message is like we got to maintain control of this narrative yeah where it's like like quite literally it's like I have a blog for the podcast I haven't posted anything to yet but it's like I could post anything I want at any time and you know what no one can tell me what I can write right and that's a way that uh, within reason of you know uh, doxing people and things like that. But it's like using this guy's name is not doxing him, you know? No. Um, so yeah. And people can, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure he probably has an attorney that's sending cease and desist orders to people yeah. also. Right. I mean, I don't know about that. That's what I would, I that's ass- what I would estimate. Assume he's lawyered up. Yeah. I mean, I would, this is a terrible, it's a terrible story. And it, and it is, um, it's unfortunate, uh, for, uh, all inv- all involved it's like every everybody that's affected uh like all the constituents of this guy's district in Russellville mm-hmm. are affected right by by his life choices yeah so that's what i'm saying it's like did you make life choices and then you want to be a leader of these uh people a representative of these people it's like yeah. you think that that your demographic like the message you're sending to the demographic that's like 25 and under and then the message you're sending to the demographic that you're supposed to be representing that are like 15 and older, you know, I, I don't know. I just think it's, it's poor leadership hundred percent to, to even for this to even be something that we're like, uh, but you just don't be in that situation, yeah. especially if you're going to be in the public eye. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, and I don't know if this is true or not. I mean, so I don't know for sure, but when I had, uh, after kind of all this happened, I, I realized something that somebody had, a, a good friend had told me once and that had worked at Brick Oven and just were telling me things that had happened like over, <laughs> over around that area, you mm-hmm. know, because it's right. Yeah. <laughs> post, yeah so you're good. Uh, so, yeah, it kind of triggered the, <laughs> that memories and that's kind of shady. 
Yeah, that's a, that's the thing is I've read uh, a few other uh, accounts of people that've had internet. I just you know, you you you, you people that are um, in the public eye, you hear a lot about them, right? right? It's like when you when only things you hear about them are bad. Mm-hmm. You know, so what happened after? Uh, so, so you get pretty much uh, you have to edit his name out of the story. What what else happens after that? Well. Um, <sighs> I, I'm talking to the editor, and I first, this is the impression I got, although he could have meant something completely different, and I just misunderstood. Um, he started talking to me about how he kind of really wanted a story that was more like, not featurey, or... He, he was asking me he was asking me to ask her basically what she had learned from this experience and what advice she'd give to people in this situation and okay and i know that nobody you know like only like somebody who who would work in this field i guess would okay sorry i got off track but uh i just realized like those were the types of questions i would ask somebody if they had won an award or if they had given a donation or something. Those are those not are the if questions. They were like a victim of not, possible not, sexual assault. Th- that, those would not be questions I would ask a victim of sexual assault. Yeah. So I don't really know. I guess what he was wanting, but it clearly, I guess, well, was different so than what I had. It then, so he took, I guess, a portion of what you wrote. Yes. And wrote kind of like his, his own opinion, as like an op-ed. It was, was it that him that did that? Yes. Um, he did write a column. Protesters um, and mob violence. And, yes, that like, was. Uh, I didn't like see I that until tell you, after it was released. But. When I read that, I was like, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't know who, who had written it at the time, but I, I thought it was grotesque, it to, was, to say the least. It I don't want to just um, personally attack that person. But. Well, it's just funny to me that I'm not allowed to stand up for myself, but he's allowed to get involved in local issues like that. Because honestly, I mean, I mean, something I, I pr- prided myself on was that I didn't get into, like, opinions of the things I was writing about. Like, I may say, oh, Trump sucks, but I'm not writing about Trump, so it doesn't reflect my work, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I just, and especially for him to be new in this community and, like, write something like that, I wasn't, I didn't really think that was appropriate, but he is the editor and he can do what he wants, so. It's yeah. his perspective, so. Well, you know, that's that gets back into my thing. Like, anytime, uh, so that guy's in a leadership position, just like this other guy is in a leadership position. And that just comes, you know, I have, I deal with people in leadership positions at my other job. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I just see, like I, I read and consume a lot of books on leadership also. And like, I can just like spot bad leadership and how cancerous it is to like the whole team, you know, but, but anyway, on that note, it's like, Oh, I just hate like this is the this is the type of bad uh, negative effects it can have, right? Yeah. It's poor leadership, whether that's in the county government or whether that's at uh, you know in the press. Like, yeah. What a, like we already dealt with that in this community previously mm-hmm. when it was um, River Valley Leader. Yeah. Right back before the uh, freaking crazy murder suicide of the dude that owned that paper. Right. Like. Anyway, 
Um, <clears throat> so your story gets uh, gets cut down. He releases an op-ed of basically your story. It includes some of your story in it, right? In his I, don't, op-ed. I don't know. I'd have to go back and yeah. look at it. Uh, well, it, it, there was two. There were two articles I read, and it seemed like uh, they were very similar. Mm-hmm. And I thought that they both had the same beginning, but I could be wrong. But uh, I, like I could be totally wrong. But I was reading these articles, and and then um, I saw you made a status about mm-hmm. like uh, just just the whole thing. And I've been following it, and Cora knew about it before I did because she had friends that yeah that had knew about it, and like had kind of tipped her off, like, "Hey, don't go over there and do business." Yeah, you know. So, but I'm happy about the level of awareness that's being raised. Uh, it's unfortunate. So, like, um, what happened after you made this uh, status about the, the article you couldn't release? Uh, in the uh, way that you wanted to release it, rather. So, um, after that, not much. I, I don't know. I had went through the, with the post not thinking. I mean, thinking that I wouldn't be fired for it. I really honestly thought when I was saying, like, the courier doesn't hold people accountable because of advertising because that was true like <laughs> there that was that was the um opinion i had formed or the impression i had gotten from oh it's a huge so, that, that's where, I mean, where that where else do they make money exactly so i mean the there are printing press but that's neither here nor there um we're losing money from that so napoleon anyway. had a printing press on his boat i'm yeah. not impressed <laughs> okay <laughs> well uh anyway I go in Monday morning and basically I was let go for making that post. Um, they or said, I guess, I guess if I had just not used my employer's name, which in hindsight shouldn't have, uh, I guess insulted them when I was employed by them, but I, I didn't really think of it like that. I just thought I was just giving people, this is why we don't do that, you know, or yeah, they well, didn't do that. And I don't know if it was a courier or river Valley leader at the time, but like, I was just like panning through, and it's both of them. I was just panning through all of the, all of the things that had been ran as feature stories or on the front page of the paper. Like for example, I know someone uh, who got it's a it's a very close family friend, and it's one of their children uh, who's who's a grown adult, mm-hmm. right? But it's one of their kids. And they got into, like, some trouble with drugs and had a low point. But, like, really turned their life around in hindsight. It was, like, a couple years where they were, like, really struggling. They got in trouble. They went to jail. Uh, went through drug court. When they got to just, like, uh, rehab, all these things. They, were, like, really turned their life around. It's great. But it's, like, they ran a, a, this picture of this person on the front page, like, looking, like, all strung out and fucked up. And, but, you know, when Judge Bourne ran through that roadblock. Mm-hmm. They ran a picture of that dude in his robes. And that's wrong. Yeah. That's wrong. It's wrong for anyone to get special treatment because of their position, because they're in a leadership position, right? Which is what this dude's getting. Yeah. And he's not going to get any fair treatment around here, right? Or any special. He'll get fair treatment. He won't get special treatment. Yeah. Right? Because it's special treatment to say, I shouldn't have to... It's like... The, for me, the burden of a leader is is higher to consent to the types of things. Oh, for sure. That we're talking about. I mean, that's the whole point of journalism in general is to hold elected officials, I mean, accountable and people who need to be held accountable, accountable for their actions. So it's 
frustrating to me. And somebody had, had, had told me this too when I was talking to them about everything. They had said, you know, it's just crazy that you got fired for actually being a journalist. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, is the you know that's and that's unfortunate because I know that that's what you're you know that's what you're going like. What is you're getting a journalism degree, right? Yeah. You think you're going to go to graduate school? Not at all. That. You should just go. I'm telling you right now. I just should, go. but like for what? You know, like. Um. Well, you know, maybe you could become Billy um, Reader. He only has a master's degree. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know that. And he's a pirate, and he made me a custom leather field journal. For fifty dollars. Thanks, Billy. Thanks. Awesome. I bet I could have been like, Billy, I'm teaching you free martial arts and you're giving me this. And he would have said yes. But I gave him 50 bucks because I don't care. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it it looks good too. It's in my bag over there somewhere. But, uh, well, so it's unfortunate because you were doing, you you were getting uh, valuable field experience in a field that you may get, become more involved in. But um, I would I would say that like the future is is not in that kind of media. Yeah, I don't really know um, what the future. I mean, I thought you know I could be a journalist forever. Like it wouldn't be a big deal. I knew the money kind of sucked, but I mean, I love to do it. So my passion. So whatever. Um, but nearing the end of my graduation and. I mean, I couldn't live off that. And then I see so many, like, colleagues and stuff that have gotten laid off or furloughed. furloughed. Even one of my coworkers had gotten furloughed and laid off due to pandemic stuff. So, I mean, I feel like this is a sign that maybe I wasn't meant to work in journalism forever. Um, But it's okay. I mean, I want a chance to be a human and learn things and... I don't know. I'm naturally curious about a lot of things, so I'm not that worried. You could still do anything. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, I was, uh, before I got on the current trajectory that I'm on now, I was uh, 23 years old. Yeah. Right? Which is, I think, older than you are now. Yeah. So, um, that and that's like everything I've accomplished to this studio we're sitting in is just spending that two year span. You know, yeah. Like, I, like, at 21 years old, I was being a fucking loser, man. I was this not making any life choices and and then the ones I was making were not good. I mean they weren't terrible, but they were they were just not thought out. I was just like didn't know what I wanted to do, didn't know what I wanted to be and didn't really have a lot of support behind me of like, yeah, go try things. Go yeah. go be uh go take history classes and maybe you will decide you want to be a historian or maybe you don't. That's okay. Like, that's the sort of um, advice I give people. I, I do advising now at, yeah. uh, as a part of my job at the college. And it's like, that's that's what advising is. It's not putting someone in a class. It's like, hey, here's my take on things. Yeah. You know, And I can give the context of what I have going on outside of here, too, because everything I'm involved in, everybody told me would not be successful. Yeah. And I'm just like, whatever, you know. It, but it took me to, to like, 23 years old before I had, like, a mental shift where I was like that, where I was like, it doesn't matter what you think about yeah. me getting a master's degree in history. I'm doing, like, I have, like, the, the best possible, best case scenario of a job I could get doing that without a Ph.D., I have that. Yeah. So, but then, too, it's, like, weird to think about that I worked, like, five years having a master's degree just at the gym didn't do anything with history 
you know. Yeah. But you do. You get. You got some. Uh, you may uh, start getting life experience throughout the rest of your twenties that you just do something totally different. Who knows? Yeah. Or, or something related. That's like it makes a lot of sense. I got into podcasting in hindsight because I was, I was doing this kind of stuff at the college. I was mm-hmm. filming and like filming professors and events and the art gallery and whatever like whatever like they wanted filmed i would typically be the person that filmed it for the arts and humanities mm-hmm. college so uh it it made a lot of sense that i got into podcasts and made a documentary but yeah i think and i think that's i want to see more forms of media like that locally right I'm just not into, I want all the stuff to be streamed, but I don't want to have to go to any of it. I want to be able to watch it after I get out of here. Right. Because me going to a city meeting means me not making a living because they hold them at a time where I have to be right here. Right. And it's like, unless they're voting on my property, which they've done twice without notifying me, um, I want to be there. Right. Or if they're not voting on my property, I don't want to be there. Right. But, But I do want to know what's going on. And it's just like, that's just a new thing. Like all of this stuff that we're talking about. And I think that nationally and uh, internationally, we're in this digital shift. But I think just like everything else, the South and Arkansas is going to lag behind. Yeah. We don't even have internet. Like, like my friend, uh, they repaved their road and his internet didn't work for like 10 days. I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, and, and it's like, they are kind of rural. And their their kid goes to school and is is doing all of these digital assignments. I'm just like, that, what a crazy problem. Yeah. That like you would not have, and uh, it, 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 you would have it in other places, but it's just like I, I don't know. Internet just needs to be, I want to say a basic right, but it yeah. Is, for for the world we're living in now, yeah. And for you to not, I don't know. There's people that can use Google. They're still super ignorant. So, like my some of my students, I'm just like, you could have Googled that. I'm like, hold on, let me Google it for you. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so um, what? So where are we at with this story? Like, what did you find during your um, investigation? Well, um, not as much as I had hoped. Um, I feel like everything I guess I had was probably stuff everybody had seen on social media already but the thing is is that things get things can have more impact in print like a form so if somebody you know if people hadn't been on facebook and hadn't been following it that demographic i was talking about yeah yeah then uh they would be able to read that and and know like well crap this guy's on i mean this is not good so i mean when you put things together it uh yeah that's kind of the vibe that's what i was saying i got i'm like yeah i was like you even take that story about there's enough other bad stuff that people are saying about this guy i'm like and he's a a quorum court member yeah like that's like the best analogy somebody uh i I heard a while back used to explain the quorum court and i've heard this before um i want to say housing uses it but it's like it's the city council person for the county you know and then, and then too, like county judges, it's like, yeah, they don't hear cases. They, they're like the the mayor of the county, you know, mm-hmm. which is which is real interesting. Like uh, when you think about it in that capacity, which is an important role. Yeah. Oh, it irritates me. There's a guy running for quorum court out 
in my district and I was like I don't agree like I don't he's he's got signs everywhere and I'm like I don't know you I don't know what you stand for you would think that you would cue in on who I am and maybe come talk to me I've seen you out politicking it's just weird I'm yeah. like and I've I've watched some of his videos Cora's like I'm not voting for that dude <laughs> but it's you know it's it's weird his signs are everywhere and it's like you've made zero effort to connect with me uh and i'm your constituent and yeah. i i, I want to say that i'm a an important constituent because i of who i am in the community yeah right uh just just owning a business it doesn't matter who i am anything like that other than i'm a business owner in the community right and i'm a constituency in your district mm-hmm. that's if i was running for quorum court those would be some of the first people i would seek out right because they're, they're people that are massively affected by every decision that the city makes. Yeah. So, if no, they, especially for sure. if they're on property. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, sorry to cut you off. Well, oh, so, you're good. Um, so, you, you synthesized everything together, which is what I was thinking Basically. we were going to see. And then I saw you make this post that said it wasn't coming out. But, and what are you going to, what are you going to do from here on, you know? Well, um don't really know i um i gave this story to someone who's interested in like publishing it somewhere else so i let them have that you know whatever uh so maybe it'll come get published somewhere else but but i mean even the thing is the thing that's really sad is that you know i wrote the story and like put everything together and I still think there's so much more reporting that should be done that just mm. can't be done. Is he cooperating with any of the reporters or uh, where do you know anything about the police investigation with where that's at? Like, well, it was still open as a Friday. Um, the only thing I could really gather was that something to do with probable cause was holding it up. But, um, I mean, you know, if the case was here, it just... Like they basically didn't have a probable cause to issue a warrant for his DNA. Something like that, I don't Probably. know. Probably. That seems to be the big thing is he will refuses to consent to DNA. It's like, dude, if you're innocent, you just like consent to your DNA. But it's like... Uh, yeah. But, but then, okay, let's say he does that and it's like, oh, that is your DNA. Then he could just say it was consensual or let's say he says it's consensual. It's like, then, then it doesn't progress for another year. And... It just, I could see it being a long and drawn out thing. Yeah. And um, it's so unfortunate that it's playing playing out this way for this victim and that this is, uh, I feel like, a pretty common way the wheels of justice turn for people in this situation. Well, it is. And something that I've thought about is this case here is kind of representative, kind of like Brett Kavanaugh was. You know, it's it's kind of like the local case here that it just makes me think, well, if this can't be like, you know, you didn't have to be there to know what went on. And so, I mean, that's why he won't consider, even if it was, let's say, let's say, and, and and I'm not saying that I I think this, but let's say if it was consensual and he submits his DNA voluntarily or he gets, he gets, uh, and it's his. And, and then he says the consensual, it's like, that makes him look bad too. That makes him look yeah, really bad because it, I mean, he's a business owner. He's married. Kids, right? Yeah. It's like I it makes know. him look terrible as a community leader, etc. It does, but at the same time, if he like, 
if he said like if that happened and he said it was consensual then that opens up a whole new can of worms and makes it even harder because i was asking about that mm. like i was asking about how likely is it that offenders get because i mean at the center they'll fo- they'll follow these cases you know until they're until they're finished and most of the time the offender is not held accountable and so it just sucks like it sucks that this system is so based on you have to have a good witness even though it's so normal to misremember things when you've been under you know stuff like this and if, if you are blacking out like let's talk about the victim shaming for a moment if yeah we can. like okay. uh that's one thing it's like that was one thing that was really important to me in the story is that like i laid that out because mm-hmm. i just was like you know i need people to know like one of the things I really thought about was how much she had had to had to drink and like take because yeah. you have to because everybody I mean I hate that this is true but everybody knows that as soon, I mean if you're drinking if you were doing anything like that it's like it almost discredits your case even if you remember everything yeah so I was trying to find out I mean I'm about the same weight as her I'm about the same height as her and. <laughs> thinking you know i've had four beers and two shots of whiskey over the course of a few hours and i have not experienced blacking out like which i know that she might be different than i am but i mean wasn't she on mdma as well did i read that or was that true or false um 0.01 gram of mdma and i don't know how much that is but i mean she had taken it before like so she knew the effects of it and i mean i was talking i was trying to find an official source to say okay yeah if this is how much you have, would this actually happen? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find an official source for that, but because you know nobody can. Go bet. to the, go to the widespread panic group on Facebook and ask them. They'll know. <laughs> okay. A bunch of wolves okay. in there. I know. I know a couple of people that would have an opinion on that. But I mean, I just was like, I can't get a drug dealer <laughs> or something like that to be like to go on record. Like, hey, can you? <laughs> well. um... <laughs> Yeah, well, so like uh, that is a certain type of uh, I don't I don't know if party drug is the best way to describe yeah. it that that adds a level of like um, oh man it just makes it look bad it, it does like all that yeah. and like that that I could see that leading to the victim shaming but I'm not agreeing with it or condoning it at all. Yeah, I mean I agree completely. It shouldn't it shouldn't matter what. You know, you're drinking what you're wearing, what you're... But unfortunately, that's what you have to look at. Isn't it? Isn't it crazy? I, I notice this more and more, like, the older I get. But, like, I noticed it. I started noticing it, like, when Corey and I first got together, like, about how much men objectify women. Like, it really blows my mind. Uh, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, about, like, uh, like, nobody is ever going to, like, holler at me. Like, what a southern way. If anybody yep. that is out of the side of the south is listening, I don't know if you guys say things like holler. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Like, like people would be shouting at Cora on campus. Like, hey, yo, pink pants. I'm just like, I'm walking with her. She's my girlfriend. Like, <laughs> like what are you doing talking to her like that? <laughs> but but it's just like I've, I've noticed that um, over the years. But, I mean, it is like a locker room talk, whatever, like the whole – that how much that Trump story got dismissed by yeah. Republicans. That's fine. Yeah. But um yeah, that's uh mm. Yeah. Anyway. 
Well, so what, what else did you uncover with the story that stood out to you? Like, what were some, some other things in the article that you were saying and alluding to? That so, um, I, I do, I did want to mention this, because it, it is hearsay, but I mean, I trust it, just because um, it, it came from her, and, um, you know, obviously, if this had happened, you would know about it. So, she said that he had... Um, had been calling her friends and anybody who had been in support of her and like trying to get them fired or like something like that. Um, I also obtained text messages um, that she had had and it was between Mr. Black and uh, I, I don't know who else. I don't know. I don't think it was her specifically, but it was like, I guess his account of what had happened. Mm hmm. And I think this is really important. <laughs> uh, okay, so all this person had asked in text messaging was, how does she have road rash? He says, I have no clue. She threw herself all around the boat, dock, parking lot, at the RV and in her car. Then he says, do not ask me another question like that. Then... He says, she kicked, flopped around like a fish, kicked and rolled all over the boat, took her clothes off, defecated, bit someone that was there, threw herself from the boat, flopped around like a rag doll, flopped in the truck, ran around the RV. I mean, very repetitive. And then finally, he says, don't come at me like we hurt her. And then I think he says again somewhere in the text, like... And this is a young, yeah. just a, and all the, a yeah. young college age employee of this yes. man that's like 40 something years old, right? Yes. And all this person had asked was, how does she have road rash? And he was that defensive about it in the text. Like that, I don't know about it. I mean, this, that's my personal opinion is that just sounds very defen overly defensive for some reason. Um, I could be wrong, but I mean, all they had asked was, how does she mm -hmm. have road rash? And yeah. he was like, do not come at me like we hurt her. Okay. <laughs> okay. Have you, and so, and you talked to the victim during yes. this whole process a few times, one time, like uh, twice, yes, and then text messages, yeah. Yeah, and so, can you tell us what her account of the of the story was, just for like, I mean, it, it sure. You know. Okay, so I'll pull up because <clears throat> I want to make sure that I'm a trap attributing and everything. I mean, because I've read, I've read some uh, quotes and things from her in, um, in some different articles and things online. Mm -hmm. But uh, it is, I mean, there's, there's several sides of this. There's the former employees, there's the accused, there's the victim who, like those photos, if you see those photos, like, I don't see how anyone could do that to themselves. I really don't. I don't either. And like, there was that's, a that's cigarette the thing. burn on her left thigh. Like, uh, did she do that to her? I mean, how is... What is... What is it? And some people are just sadists. Some people are sociopaths. Like, I was talking about uh, slavery in Arkansas today, and I was just like, well, let's start from the point of view that some plantation owners were sadists, right? And then work mm -hmm. from there And when we talk about this stuff. But go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> so, um... 
So I wrote that she was bruised, allegedly drugged, uh, sexually and physically assaulted, and then she was left in a, sorry, <laughs> left in a car without clothes for like two hours on a night that was supposed to be a birthday celebration for a friend. Uh, she remembered, the only time she remembers being awake is when she was on the boat. And even then, one of her friends was like holding, like trying to get her awake and getting her to try and skinny dip like in the middle of the night but she was just begging like crying to go home and this was after she had already blacked out and everything but um i explained that she had over a course of a few hours she had had four beers two shots of whiskey remembers taking a capsule of mdma um the in a toxicology report that was what was found in her system marijuana and mda however there was not a test done to conduct for date rate drug, date rate yeah, drugs, yeah, yeah. prescription That's what I want to know if drugs. she's been roofied. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, basically, if you had read the article as how it was supposed to, it would have said, you know, that that's basically what she believes happened to her. And I could see that being possible. So. You know, that Cardi B song, that's about date raping, too. Okay, Cardi, Would, Cardi, Cardi or wait, no, wait, no, it's not the song, but Cardi B talked about, like, date raping dudes. Cardi B did. She did. When? Um, I don't, I don't follow, like, Yeah, I don't either, stuff, but so. damn, that song is, like, uh, I'm not saying it's good, I don't listen to it. Yeah. But damn, it's so dirty. Like, uh, but, like, it's the most popular song right now, I guess. The WAP song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But but anyway, I... but why I bring that up is not because of the WAP song. Okay. But Cardi B, <laughs> okay. uh, like why people are being critical of Cardi B is that she wrote that song and that she made this joke about date raping guys. Yeah. And like putting stuff in their drink and then taking their money. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Well, and <clears throat> that brings up an important point that while most of the time this is going to be dudes doing this sort of stuff we're talking about. Yeah. The, there there are those outliers of like, you did what? Yeah. Like, uh, and, and maybe maybe she thought she would get a pass because she's a, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's the thing is that I do think there are some women who just think that just because they're a woman, they can do that. I mean, I've been binge watching New Girl. And so anyway, one of the episodes then was he... I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, but he's on. This one dude is the only guy in the office. Everybody else is a female, and so he's basically forced into, like, being sexy Santa and, like, you know, like, doing all these, like, really (laughs) sexist things at work. And, I mean, so it kind of reminded me of that, too. Like, even when I was watching it, I was like, yeah, that it's shitty that women think that they can do that, too, because it doesn't feel good either way. I mean, you know. So mm-hmm. it's not good. So, uh, so, um, so she feels like she's been roofied. Any, what else did she say that stood out to you? Um, uh, well, I mean, she didn't say this, but one thing that one thing that did uh, stand out to me in the police reports was that she had told one of the investigators that uh, Ray had wanted to sleep with her, but she had turned him down, and he was mad about it. And everybody else had known that that uh, he had, and I just think that's important because typically, in I feel like in cases like this, I mean, there's been harassment before. Like this is not the first thing that men would think to do who are, you know, um, 
I just think that's important because normally there's accounts before leading up to that. And so, yeah. Um, the final thing that I think was really important that we, that the courier ended up chopping was this direct quote and she says before this all happened i always believed that it, if anything would happen to me i would be the type of victim that the police would give a shit about but then you come to find out that it's up against a man like that nobody cares his space and his good name is worth more than the mental illnesses that i have to summer, suffer from this and they just don't care and it's devastating and to me that was really important especially in print because i mean oh my gosh like <laughs> I, I mean, for me as a woman, which, you know, looking back on it now, I feel like I should have never been. I understand why they he had assigned me to write that story just because, I mean, I am a woman. It would be better, for, I guess, for me to talk to her than one of my coworkers who wouldn't understand as much. I mean, I'm sure they could learn. But honestly, I mean, I don't think I could understand what a man goes through. And I don't think a man could understand what women go through. So fully understand. So, um you know, maybe it wasn't the best for me to work on it just because, you know, I am a woman and I have friends that, I mean, it happens uh, well, to so uh, well, many I think people women, I know. I think women would open up to you more. I know that sounds maybe. No, I know. And I agree. I agree. <clears throat> like, like, so like, uh, well, I'm back on the slavery in Arkansas topic. We had these slave narratives, but it's like, how much do the, you think these former slaves in the 1930s were opening up to these white interviewers? I don't know. They're in the they're in the height of the rise of the second. Well, KKK. would would interviewers even go out to them? Because I'm sure well, they it would did. be strictly okay. It's a part of the New Deal project. Okay. We do have these slave narratives that are they're great source, but they're a great source. Uh, but, but we're like, well, some of them would not open up to you. Yeah, they were just being like real like evasive or one word yeah. responses or. Uh, just you could tell they weren't being candid with the yeah. interviewers, and that's because it's like uh, you you even hear the interviewers talk about it. It's like they couldn't empathize. Yeah. Right. Just so it's like, and th- that's the I think the importance there with what you're saying is that yeah. it would have been better to have you for that reason. And then too, particularly I think in a scenario where it's like with what happened to this person and then <clears throat> being beaten or and abused and battered like that. Um, if, if a male did that, which that's that's what the accusation is, I wouldn't want to be interviewed by a male. I wouldn't want to be around males for a long time if yeah. that happened to me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, which in, in two, I could say, like, I will say, like, if that was a guy that had been, like, molested or sexually assaulted yeah. by a female, like, the sa- they would experience the same thing mm-hmm. if it was a true case yes. of that, right? Like, uh, this has happened, uh, I've read... Uh, stories that happen to teenagers and stuff like that. It's like mm-hmm. they grow up with, with issues. Yeah. And uh, anyway. But yeah. But I don't know. It did. It does just lead. I mean, I agree. I mean, I should have. I mean, there was no one else, I guess, who would have been able to. But uh, I do feel like maybe I would have been more tempted to be more biased because. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really, I really am like someone who's like most of the time believes the victim and like is always very like this is unfair. Like, well, and this is mostly a, you know, there's there are outlier cases, but there's mostly a, a guys that do this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I would agree with that, and I'm a guy, right? It mm-hmm. just is. 
and I don't like it. You know, like when I talk about things in history class, I'm like, you know, I I don't see any one million woman armies, and I think that's a good thing. I, I'm not talking shit. But I'm like, d- these dudes for like thousands of years are just going out and just killing the shit out of each other. Yeah. And I'm like, and and the women were literally running everything. Yeah. It's like, now women are in the armed forces. Like, what are we going to do next time we go off to war and nobody's here to run things? Yeah. Like, uh, but it's just like, um, it's very interesting to me that just in the ancient record, 5,000 years of history, there's there's no woman armies. Yeah. Is that interesting? It is. It is. I, I think, think it's it, a good thing. I don't. I'm, I'm like, well, yeah, because <laughs> like, what, what, the, what are these dudes doing, killing each other? They need to calm down, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm kind of. I get back and forth on that issue, in particular, because I, I don't know, because I, if I got drafted, like I know I'd serve, but I know I'd suck too. So like. I'm I'm uh I don't even want to get into that on the podcast. Okay, I'm rather uh I don't want to say um unpatriotic but I mean I would uh, rather not have war at all but Yeah, that's know. where I'm at. And then, <laughs> and then yeah. too um it would be difficult to talk me into I would I would I would fight to protect uh my family, right? Right. Uh, but mm, Yeah. Well, we don't have to talk about it. It just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I don't we got there. I want to go to war. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, so, uh, any anything else that stands out about this story you want to throw in uh, before we before we wrap it up? Uh, any Like, just use this platform to say anything you want to say without, um, you know, censorship. I want to mm. edit it out. I think that's about it. Those were the most standout things to me. Um and do you want to say that anything I've said here that I was an opinion is strictly mine and wouldn't reflect me as a journalist? Uh, but well, yeah. and you know, we didn't talk about anything that isn't Googleable. Yeah, that's a word. Yeah, Googleable. Googleable. Yeah, yeah, it works. It does. So even in as we discussed earlier, some people are not able to Google. That is the opposite. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, the funny thing is that we have all this access to information and people are stupid with it. Oh, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> the joke I was, <laughs> was making. And um, it, too, like Cor and I were talking about this yesterday. Isn't it like uh, like you meet people that are just crude, like yeah. crude individuals? That makes sense. And and, and I, this is not a universal. They're outliers. Again, mm-hmm. just like all the other stuff we're talking about. But you meet these crude individuals and they're almost always uneducated. Yeah. And that's not to say that you don't meet highly educated people that are super crude. You do. I have. Right. I have. I've worked in an office with one. Um, and then it's not to say that you wouldn't meet super sophisticated people yeah. that have no education. You would. But it, there is a tighter correlation between a lack of education and just like poor manners, sharing of fake news, yeah. Uh, false yep. opinions, like an opinion that's rooted in myth, like all of that discussion I was like bringing up about slavery in Arkansas because I've been talking about that, but also I've been talking about a lot of the myths about African-American yes. slavery in yes. the United States and the myths about slavery in the modern era period. Yeah. So it's, a, it's an interesting topic. It is. 
Did you see the uh, podcast I released yesterday with uh, Dr. Jones from Tech? I did see that. It's super good. Um, she's got a couple of good talks on YouTube too. Okay. She's, she's like the she is the expert on the topic. She is. Like she's like the leading for, on that topic, slavery in Arkansas. She's the leading historian in the state. That's neat. Yeah, and she's only like th- uh, thirty-five or thirty-seven or something like that. But this nobody like there's been a, a few small master's theses here, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but in a couple of books, there's one <laughs> uh, Negro Slavery in Arkansas by Taylor. There's that one. But she's she's got a book coming out next spring and it's going to be the definitive work like that's right. what uh, Dr. DeBlack, that's what he had to say about it. And he's, yeah. he's read the manuscript. So, yeah, yeah, that'll be neat. It will. And that's, yeah, that's uh, super important things to, uh, those are super important things to be learning more about right now. Uh, and why I, I got a podcast coming out on beer and racism. Right. Nice. It's like, it goes into like why, uh, people of color ended up drinking malt liquor over, huh. over beer. And that's interesting. Well, think about this. Like, in, post prohibition, prohibition before prohibition doesn't really matter. Um, you have racial segregation, like mm-hmm. like white people are not going to be going to bars or allowed in bars, right? So he, it, it's uh, to Doctor Nate Chapman over at uh, ATU in Bayview. I was wondering if that yeah, was who yeah. you're interviewing me. I had him for my history class like yeah, four yeah. years ago. He's cool. He he's is, cool he's, dude. <laughs> he's super cool. Um, I'm gonna, you know, he's in. He's the drummer for Black Sabbatical, the band. All right. I thought I was, I meant, yeah. I was a drummer or something, but I wasn't sure. So well, and then two. Cool. So like, uh, two of them are historians, and one of them's an art professor. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna have all of them on the podcast eventually. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I got some good episodes coming up, um, and I've got several I recorded. I just need to be. I need to release one after we wrap it up here today. So okay. I'll do a little editing. Well, buddy, thanks for coming on. Um, you know, hopefully that you stay involved with uh, the news or journalism. If that's yeah. what you want to do. All right. Well, thanks for having me, especially yeah. since I was so awkward last time. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it was fine. Was that your first podcast last yes, time? Yes, I left and I was like, that It was the most boring conversation he ever had. No, I've had like, I've, I've had, this, I joke about it. I had this, this guy on that's super smart, like he's yeah. a PhD and, but he didn't really get what we were doing. Like that it's just like a conversation. Like I might say that F word a few times or whatever. Yeah. But, but he was just like. <laughs> he didn't do that, but metaphorically, this is what was yeah, going like, on. Yeah, like I was saying, the thought like, process. People that had had him as a professor were like, man, I really wish I dude would have opened up more. And I'm like, I know, right? Like, I talked to this dude in his office and like, and moved to tears sometimes. <laughs> like, and, and, uh, and then I get him on, and he's like, uh, I, and I'm like, what is consciousness? <laughs> and, and, and he's like, he, he's gone into these deep answers with me before, and he's like, well uh, consciousness is um it was just but see that's what i'm saying though is like we're in a we're in a weird transitional phase for media where like there's a whole sect of people that don't get what we're doing in here right now there's a whole demographic of people and it's a big demographic they're like like sometimes when i ask certain people of a certain age to come on they're like what's a podcast (laughs) i'm like yeah. You never heard of Joe Rogan's podcast? Like that's the first thing <laughs> I, I say to him, and they're like, 
who's Joe Rogan? <laughs> like, like some people say, will say that, and I'm like, yeah. But but too, like this is the new documentary. Uh, like I, like think about when documentaries start first started becoming a real mm-hmm. big thing, and like now, like there's so many on YouTube, yeah. And there's so many on Amazon Prime, and like so many on PBS. Like there's so many documentaries, even on Arkansas history. And yeah. It's like. We're we're moving to a way of telling stories differently. Yes. And as a person who tells stories for a living about how to kill people with martial arts techniques and <laughs> about what happened mm-hmm. in the past, um, that's what I think. I think we're just going to be telling the story differently. Like, we went from cuneiform to podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Well, and then, you know, you think back in the day, uh, you know, there were all these radio programs that people were just styled in. Oh, so yeah, it's it's kind of neat that even though this is pretty progressive, like creative story, it's still kind of the same thing as, you know, what did, was... Do they have a history of digital media class or anything like that? It, it, I don't think I've taken it. super cool. Yeah. Like, uh, you stuck, excuse me, you know, I wrote my senior, uh, like, in when I was in senior in high school paper. Mm-hmm. Oh, when it was on a floppy disk. I saved it on a floppy disk. And floppy disks were just starting to not be a thing anymore. Do, do you remember floppy disk? I mean, I know what you're talking about, but I don't think I've ever used one. Yeah, but I wrote it on the history of film. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, but film, television, radio, like the whole the whole transition of like photography into like yeah. something like podcasting. That's a fascinating topic. Like, that's a that's a, a master's thesis or a dissertation topic for sure. Yeah, it is pretty neat. Yeah. Do you think you'll do any freelance writing or anything like that? Um. Well, I am a freelancer for About the River Valley. I mean, you interviewed uh, the editor. I work with Johnny. Oh, Johnny. Yeah. yeah. He's he's cool. <laughs> he is cool. So, I would like to do that. But I don't know. I'm really open to a lot of different things. I'd love to learn. So, yeah. I'll do whatever. I need to figure out what I'm going to do with my blog. I think about it often. I, I know how to post to it. I've never known how to post to my own blog. And I just like, I want to do it, but like, I, I, and I have some ideas about how to do it, but I just am not doing it because I'm doing a bunch of other stuff. I need yeah. to spin it off this other stuff I'm doing. Like, I need to, oh man, I'm super inspired by this yeah. Joseph in Egypt story over here, <laughs> Egyptology. Yeah. But I just haven't. Yeah. It's just something else to do. And like, I'm, uh, I need to like, uh, I need to level up a couple of more uh, steps before I take something else on. Yeah. That makes sense. But it'll be neat once you come out with it. Once I get my art on the wall in here and fix those shelves that are crooked on that fridge. Yeah. We'll be good. Also, you see those tapestries over there? Yes. Um, you see on the other side of that TV, those, uh, like, uh, burgundy foam. That's like a package plastic. I package. see it. So I'm making those into um, acoustic panels. Acoustic. Because I've had live music in here twice uh-huh. now. Ryan Harmon played in here the other day. But like it'll be more like uh, it'll be like draped over a picture frame and mm-hmm. I have foam behind it and I can like move them around if I want. But uh, acoustic panels for like uh, it'll it'll make the sound in here when we're playing music better. And um, the sound in here is already really good, surprisingly, but it'll make it even better. I'm excited about it. That'll be awesome. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. If Alrighty. you, uh, you know, sure if you have any cool stories you want to come back and share ever, okay, let me know. All right. I'll always, let you know. Always like having a good conversation. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank sign you. Sign off.